Does everybody know what time it is? Truman, I feel like your consistent and, dare I say, compulsive need to know what time it is could be a symptom of DPD, or Dependent uh, Personality Disorder. Well, Do you find it difficult to be alone? I, Are you oversensitive I, to criticism? I, I, think, I, I Well, you know, I, <laughs> Do you I think, find it's very okay, difficult to... Okay, Landon, it's grunt work. Oh no. Man alive, it's in overdrive. Go, little turtle, go, go. And don't stop until you're done listening to Grunt Work, the only podcast about home improvement that will give you salmonella if you don't wash your hands after touching it. Ooh, I wash my hands all the time, thank God. I, yeah, I know. I mean, we are the podcast, so we're basically made of it. I'm your host, Truman, the How Did That Make You Feel Man Caps, and with me as Scared. always is my co host, Landon, the You've Made a Lot of Progress This Week, but I'm Afraid We're Out of Time Man, Solano. <laughs> um, Landon, it's. Yeah. I dare say it's good to see you, even though this is the second episode we've recorded today, so I've already been seeing you for quite <laughs> some time. Been a, it's been a day. Um, it's been a I day. Would, I would also say that I wouldn't ever say, even though I'm not a therapist, I don't, there might not be anything against this. I don't think I would choose to say uh, we've made a lot of progress here today, because I don't want to impart false hope or any kind of quantitative um, standards on the progress one makes in therapy. You know, I think as as someone who has watched a lot of therapy on TV between The Sopranos and Frasier and gone to a reasonable amount of therapy in the past three and a half to four years, I, w- I would say that I've never once heard a therapist say that <laughs> in the it's room. A trope, yeah. And I always hear the therapist say that on TV, yeah. that, which I think is really just more of a writing trick to imply, oh, they ev- evidently said a lot of stuff that in the scene before we cut to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is TV therapy work where we talk about therapists on television. This week, Frazier again. Uh, yeah, Truman, it's good to see you. Uh, to we, bring we just went over this. We just went over this. It's listeners not good to see me. up to speed. We are recording a back-to-back session today. This is part two of a, a home improvement marathon. Good lord! I mean, it's a two-episode marathon, and two episodes is. I mean, when you're scrutinizing it at the level that we are. That's like scrutinizing Lawrence of Arabia. I know. We're, we're like, it's like we've got protective goggles on. We've got <laughs> gloves and special tongs. Listen, we are OSHA compliant. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of, I think we have a fire drill soon. Oh, so okay. Just probably get going. Uh, you know, but I will say, yes, we have watched two episodes of Home Improvement back to back. Yep. At risk of tipping my hand on my impressions of this episode, I will say... These weren't these weren't two bad episodes to it watch. Could have been worse. Yes, but if, to, if I mean, last week's or uh, two weeks ago, uh, if that her cheating mind, if that was one of the two we were watching today, I feel like I would be in a much darker. We, place. we would have tapped out. We would have <laughs> we would have picked up the little mallet and shattered the glass over the emergency Muppet Babies button and and smashed that instead. <laughs> oh yes, it's true. So um, I guess what do we do at this part of the podcast? I mean, do you have something to say or? or... <laughs> I mean, I have a lot to say. I have a lot of notes. Okay. About this episode we did, but uh, if you are just tuning in like Truman is, um, <laughs> what we do on this podcast is cover an episode of Home Improvement, and we did that this did week. Did we not explain that already? Shit, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like, I could tell you what this week's episode was about. Uh, well, actually, that would be great because it seems to be your job this week to do that. <laughs> All right, here's the synopsis. When Jill comes home with an A on her recent psychology test uh, and a confident bounce in her step, I almost mm. forgot to say that. Oh, man, how could you? Well, how, well, good thing you wrote it down. I know, then, I know. What you say? Um, I, okay, I'm just going to start over because I, I think I rewrote the tense of this. Oh, boy. Listen, 
this is why I wanted to reiterate that this is the second part people, that we've been recording long today. People pay us to make this. People <laughs> pay us money. Listen, I'm not forcing them to do that. Oh, Jill comes home with an A on her recent psychology test and a confident bounce in her step. Good for her. So when she encounters Bert, the father of Randy's girlfriend, who explains that his wife is driving him nuts when her parents are in town... Jill suggests that maybe his wife has never individuated from her parents. I can't <laughs> deal with the look you're giving me. I'm just, it's just the look of a concerned friend, that's all. Come on, Landon, come on. This come leads on. Bert uh, to get in an explosive fight with his wife and sends Jill down a downward spiral of guilt and self-doubt of becoming a therapist. Wow. That you you kind of frasered your voice a little bit there on your way, on your way uh, to the end. Uh, that that is what happened. I have some ideas about what this episode was called. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Guess that title. That was a statement. <laughs> First option. Yes. I have three options. First option. I think they're all pretty good. Okay. They might actually not be that good, but the first option, which will not make sense based on the synopsis you just heard, but wait for it. Turtle Recall. <laughs> Okay, even, I like that one. Even after you, even after you listen to us break down the whole episode, you're going to think back on this and think, "Well, okay, I understand fifty percent of that title. I, the other fifty percent doesn't make sense." And recall, I, she wants to recall the advice she gave. That's it. To uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's that's totally it. Then it one hundred percent makes sense. Uh, second one, psychology. <laughs> I like that too. Kind of a, kind, I don't know. Like here's I'm, some advice, psych. Ah, there you go. Yeah, in the study of psyching people out. Boom. Uh, and lastly, mind, tapping my yeah. my brain here, mind your own business. Okay. The mind. I like that one quite a bit and actually feels like it should be a title of this uh, this episode. You know, it, the thing, the problem, the problem, Landon, when it's written is that you, it's tough to properly emphasize the double meaning on mind unless you, you can like, use, underline it, italicize it. Italicize it. You can underline it. You can put it all in caps. You could, or you can do a, well, everything's all in caps for me. Or you can do a subtitle beneath it that's like, do you guys get the double meaning there? That <laughs> that's I mind. That's my go-to, yes. It's, it's like Dr. Strangelove or, hey, did you get the double meaning that I was doing there? <laughs> uh, the real title of this episode. Give it to me. I'm ready to hear what the real title of this episode was. Is Advise and Repent. Fuck, that's really good. <laughs> God damn it, that's a good title. Shit, that is. An I don't a+. mind your own business. Is second to that though. I I really really like mind your own business. Oh man, I've been I, I, like I don't know lately with titles. Like I've seen past season or more of titles. I've really been getting taken to the cleaners by this show. Right, and not I mean, with Jill's surprise party. Well, no, I mean, but again, the show's inherent weakness is is titles for episodes involving Jill's birthday. But man, <laughs> they've been really like their pun game. Like oftentimes yeah. the titles are funnier than the actual episodes. Um speaking of yeah. uh impressions of the episode what were your impressions of this episode uh well i just want to touch real quick that uh this was released on october 24th 1995 directed by andy Cadiff and written by rosalind moore who has a very spotty track record oh uh, did she write uh the did she write uh her cheat in mind she did not no that okay. was uh oh god i don't i can't remember who wrote that one um she has written uh, uh, a lot of episodes that we liked and didn't like in the past, including Jill's birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> which okay. you liked. 
Uh, but also Dances with Tools, mm. the not-so-great one. Uh, she wrote uh, Eva Construction, The Colonel, Slip Slidden Away. I mean, I can go through her whole thing if you really want me to, uh, but I'm not going to, because... Because why? Because people pay us for uh, information that they can't get from IMDb. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're, we're the middleman. We, prefer, we, we, we add value to it by yes. bantering about that information. Exactly. Now go into your personal reflections. Yeah. I love how I will I will try and be like, oh, I remember what comes next on the podcast. Let's prompt Landon to do it, only for Landon to be like, actually, there's this whole other thing we do every week that you've forgotten. It's all right. We're just five seasons in. Yeah, he can't, yeah I'll, I'm sure I'll pick it up just in time for us to stop. Um, what, what were my impressions of the episode? or were we, Well, I mean, I asked you first, man. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, the first half of this episode was insanely funny. Yeah. I really had a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, then... Uh, are, are we on the internet now in 1999? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Wow, God, let's get on. Let's get on AOL. Have we got mail? I'll. I'll <laughs> you got mail. Oh, nice. Um, Pattern baldness. I'll go into the. Um, I'll go into this more in the deep dive. But what turns it for me is that, I, and I was finally able to pinpoint what I don't find funny on the show, or what I don't find funny specifically with Tim. Great, his contempt. Mm. contempt isn't funny unless it's satirical yes and tim has genuine contempt for things yeah and while it wasn't problematic it just it stops the momentum for me yeah so as soon as you know we get the first half of this episode which i was laughing at more than i have in a long time at this show uh by the time he starts inserting his opinions on people and things i just kind of like went uh okay i'm about done and then the, the turtle scene also was uh rough um yeah so i don't know it was kind of it left me with a meh yeah feeling uh, you know for me i uh, i mine my my opinion like i agree with you the first half was really funny and i on i think i found i found i took more joy from the second half of it as well i would say that this was a pretty good episode not not on the level of last episode which yeah. was really great but i thought this was really pretty funny uh, I thought that Tim's antics, t like, Tim was pretty well minimized, and generally, like, he's given some snarky advice to Jill, but it's actually the correct advice. Yeah. And I think it was an all-time Wilson scene. I really I really thought the <laughs> yeah, Wilson, Wilson scene was, was very funny. Wilson, this whole season, seems to just be on a different path than he has been in the past. Because he's, he's getting some. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that all it takes? I uh, for for Wilson maybe. I mean, I'm sure you could say something like, "Well, neighbor, the Kama Sutra says that uh, you know uh, periodically when you uh, okay, I, I could take that in a lot of different directions that would lose us subscribers." Uh, <laughs> or Janus so, new ones? Mm, I don't know. I like, if they ha if there's like perms sorry, out Gainus there, nude ones. Oh, nude subscribers. Yes, people who only <laughs> listen to our podcast naked. Um, so. Uh, you know, overall, look, I would say that the one two of of any two episodes to watch. I mean, imagine if we did our double header of her cheating mind followed by uh, Jill's surprise birthday, yeah. where we have like the pits and the highest point. Yeah, 
So like this, this was like a really nice chaser to last week's delicious shot of yeah, yeah. episode. And by last week, you mean earlier today? Earlier today's. I'm trying to talk <laughs> about it in terms that the audience will understand, Landon. Their perception of time is based on Don't our shield our narrative. They need to know our experience. Yeah, okay, that's 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 what they tune in for. It's not IMDb facts. It's for the lived exactly. experience of these two white dudes. Because okay. in the future, everybody's just going to be binging our show, and uh, they'll be everybody, every person on the planet, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like the, the Supreme Court will just like not be issuing rulings because they're too busy <laughs> catching up on season five. Um, okay, let's go uh, before we get into the deep dive. A little, uh, little fun, fun and games. This is oh. Act Two. Uh, this is all of our trailer moments. Um, <laughs> we're going into tweet time. Oh man, okay. Tweet tweet. You're still looking. You're still you're out there searching, and that's your fun and games. And I'm telling you, you, you haven't found it yet. <laughs> I like that you but did a I little think, song for it I last time. I think I have found it. The audience just hasn't found me yet. That's, no, that's, that's some next level LA Galaxy brain <laughs> thinking. Okay, uh, what, what have we got? What, what we was posted, tweeted at us? Yeah, we put this out there. What is your favorite fandom? Mm-hmm. Uh, what you know, uh, kingdom of fan. What 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 is fandom short for? What is it combined? I, I I don't I don't think it's I don't know that it is short. How for would anything. you define fandom? I would define fandom as like the fan community surrounding a given entertainment property. Well, look at you being uh, so smart and knowing how to speak to things. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I did go to state college journalism school. They taught us a few things about condensing information. What is your favorite fandom? And uh, we have chosen one tweet. A single tweet. As we're doing this season. One tweet to roll them all. <laughs> to to answer this question. And we have chosen uh, Tara ah, off Tara. of uh, uh, Twitter. And she says, uh, I don't pay attention to a lot of fandoms normally, but after having joined both an American Dad and Disenchantment Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Disenchantment. The, 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 the Matt Groening show, yeah. yes. Uh the American Dad fans in general are more positive and less likely to troll or make nasty, unnecessary comments. That is interesting to me. I thought that you would find that interesting, which is why I chose this one. Well, that's so not so. That's a real diss on Tara. Like it's not like off the strength of the tweet that she did. Nothing but more, else she said has any bearing on this. I just considered you. Uh, well, 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 Tara. I I thought it was a really nice tweet. I find that in, in, I find Tara's experience interesting because yeah. In my experience, Seth MacFarlane cartoons are so mean in their comedy and so mean mm. in their nature. I would think that the fan group would be more inclined well, have towards. Have you watched scrolling. American Dad? I haven't watched American. I've watched. So I've watched some American Dad, and it's like it's you know it is. There are some differences from Family Guy, but by and large, it's the same kind of stuff. Just okay. uh, and it's. I don't know. And again, it's like, oh, Tara volunteers this thing. They're coming in and shit on her shows. Like, I, I am personally not a fan. I'm not saying the show is bad or people who like it. Yeah. I just would think that the fan community surrounding it would be, you know, more um, well, more on that level of comedy. As yeah. opposed to, like, a Matt Groening show, which, I mean, they tend to be edgy but have kind of a sweetness to them that I've not always right. seen with American Dad or Family But I haven't Guy. watched uh, Disenchantment either. I've not watched that, but if it's anything like – but if it's part of the – I guess it's not really a trilogy, just so much as like one Simpsons, of the three shows. Futurama. And I mean, I love Futurama. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, I, you're really going all in on calling it Futurama and not Futurama. <laughs> Listen, I'm from the Midwest. I got to... <laughs> my accents are all well, over Well, I don't know place. what you're talking about here, but uh, just 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 keep, keep going. Make your point. <laughs> I don't... I don't have a point. Um, the... Uh, forgot. I forgot what my point was. Future, you like Futurama. I like Futurama. But... Uh, American Dad. Oh, um, 
Now, with Family Guy, I personally just, uh, my interest kind of diverted from it, but the bad taste that I have in my mouth for that show has nothing to do with the show mm. so much as the people that I knew that liked the show. Yeah. So I was also surprised by this comment um, about American Dad because I come from a very similar position as you. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, based on who I know that likes Family Guy, this is not the show that I would think would have a, a nice uh, fandom, and that is pleasantly surprising to me. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Like My our, my responses to that is not at all like, oh, well, that can't be right because those people are dicks. It's more like, wow, that's surprising. I mean, good for that fan base being <laughs> being a bunch of good-hearted people. Yeah, or at least this particular Facebook group. Yes. Because uh, I would imagine there are multiple. Considering uh, there are multiple for home improvement, there have to be multiple for... <laughs> for the show that's currently on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah probably so. <laughs> Um, well, well, Tara, that's a, that's a fascinating adventure in fandom. Uh, I'm so glad that um, you've found a love and, loving and accepting uh, fan community among those yeah. American dads. Absolutely. Um, and Do if, you think mm-hmm. that the Facebook group she joined is actually just a group for dads who are from America and they're all just <laughs> all really like loving and supportive and they're and they're all in a good mood right now because Ford versus Ferrari is coming out, which is the daddest of all movies. Uh, only that it doesn't star Tom Hanks. Yeah, that would be that Bridge of Spies was really kind of the daddest movie of the year that that came out. Yeah. Maybe the the daddest of the decade. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I think that Ford v Ferrari is the daddest movie of, cars. of the decade. Just because, like, yeah, yeah, cars basically. competition. Yeah, it's it's like two two hardcore middle aged <laughs> dudes just <laughs> racing fast cars and beating those fucking Europeans. Like, it's just the daddest of movies. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Well, I need to see it before I can make that distinction. But no, uh, I've I seen. Think there's... I've seen the trailer like four times before other movies, <laughs> which counts as seeing one Ford v Ferrari. <laughs> I see it. There's a big. Uh, it's painted on the side of a building outside of uh, my work. Yeah. And so we're on the 15th floor, so I'm always looking out the window at. You're this... look, looking down on Christian Bale <laughs> and and Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, if oh. you, yeah. I'm sorry, just one other thing Please. about about Ford v Ferrari. Okay, then, I gotta, the... then I have to get into promoting our Patreon, so. This is the Ford v Ferrari cast now. I okay. just want to say, um, it also, I don't know if this movie was shot after Vice or before Vice, but it doesn't seem okay to me that Christian Bale can go from looking like what he looked like in Vice. his whole career, man. I know, I know it's his whole career, and we've talked about it before, and I've said this before, but like, just, that's not good. Healthy? Yeah, no, no, it's not. you shouldn't. I, I told the story before. I went to Sundance once. Yeah. And uh, I saw The Machinist. Yeah, where he gets down to like one pound. Skeleton. He's yeah. a, I mean, he's, yeah, 90 pounds in that Ugh. movie. And it's disgusting. You know, it has the, the effect that it was intended to have. Uh, but there's a Q&A afterward with Brad Anderson and the whole cast. And this is before Christian Bale was a thing. Yeah. Or a big thing. I mean, he only done um, American Psycho at that point. So he'd already been super cut. <laughs> For one movie, then he lost all the muscle. Yeah, and that already that transformation was like, oh wow, you know, I I don't I can't even say with full confidence that I had connected that they were the same person from American Psycho to the Machinist. Yeah, but when the Q and A came out, he had been cast as Batman. Oh yeah, and this beefy dude, like it was during his weight gaining phase, Mm. not his muscle, like build the weight and then sculpt it. Yeah, so this just like beefy dude comes out. And talking as if he's the lead in this movie. And, like, my brain could not process that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, oh, man. I don't, and he, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just hope that I hope that boy Christian Bale eats him. A, well, I, either I hope he either eats a sandwich or doesn't eat a sandwich, depending on what condition his body is in at the time. I just, <laughs> I just hope he goes to a nutritionist and finds a healthy way to live his life. I hope he just says, "Hey, you know what? I've made enough movies where I do weird fluctuations in weight. How about I just play a guy now? How about I just play a dude?" <laughs> There's plenty of roles from, you know, late 40s white guys in Hollywood. Yeah. Just just focus on those. If you want to know what our answers were... Wait, I have more about... thoughts about Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I supposed to care about Ferrari so much? Okay. If you want to know what our answers were to our favorite fandoms, uh, head on over to our Patreon to tune in to this week's episode of Grunt Work Nights. Uh, and that is over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. And so long as we're talking about uh, Patreon, I want to take yeah. a second to uh, thank our overseers at uh, yeah. at the uh, at the Patreon. The Alpal level. The Alpal level. I was trying to like come and encompass something like the Patreon <laughs> dome. But our, our Alpal level okay. Patreon subscribers. I want to give a shout out to John. Jahan with an H. John without an H. Tom. It's, it's John. John. Not... not <laughs> John. Okay, you got it. I'm not going to course correct. You, you've got you take hey, ownership. Now you don't have to start again. So I want to. So John and John are getting so many thanks. John with an H. John. Uh-huh. Tom, two M's. Kirsty, we all know who she is, and Tara. Uh, special double thanks to Tara for her contributions. <laughs> Landon, come on, dude. Come on. We're too early in the episode. Snap out of it. Okay, come on. I'm snapped. I'm snapped, yeah, bro. Yeah. Let's do this. Fully snapped. Uh, but thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you for, very for much. Doing our show. What do you say we get into this thing? I this let's get into it. Let's open the door and get in like it's a Ford via Ferrari. <laughs> You can also tune in on Patreon to listen to my thoughts about the term V versus versus. Uh, it's not good. We go into the cold open where Mark uh, is eating popcorn with the grunt creep on the couch. Watching some TV, wearing some glasses. You wrote that note too? Yes, I know. I noticed them. Like I haven't seen – because for all the fuss and hullabaloo they made about him getting glasses like was... a season ago, he hasn't really worn them much. If you remember, that was my favorite episode of last season. I, I don't remember anything <laughs> that we do here. I don't remember what segment we just did. Uh, but in the background, Jill comes home uh, with Brad, and uh, they're, she's talking about um, – getting getting an a on her psych test yeah and she puts it up on the refrigerator so everyone can see it and then i only mention this to mention what mark does when he says this but mark gets up from the couch turns around and says you know but mom i thought you said that that grades didn't matter it's just we try harder we learn or something but as mark is saying this he's doing the only thing he's doing the thing that that makes me wish that i had glasses all the time (laughs) he's turning around taking his glasses off holding them by the lens as he asks the question (laughs) like like almost as though he's about to start chewing on the stem of them like now i have a question mom i thought that you said in your in your uh, i've got i've got a statement here from you dated march 3rd 1993 that uh that uh that grades aren't important, just that we learn. Would you care to comment on that, please? Um, so, oh, I don't know. Man. I think it, it lends Mark a lot of credibility. I'm excited to see where it these does. glasses take him. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so she puts that up on the as, fridge. As inspiration, and Brad also protests, because uh, she says, I want your grades to be as good as mine. Now get upstairs and do your homework. Yeah. And Brad says, well, I thought, I thought you said that you didn't want us to compete with each other. And she said, well, I was wrong about that, too. Yep. Then uh, Tim comes in. Yes. And uh, looks at the fridge as Jill says, hey, do you notice anything different about the fridge? And he's like, where's my coupon for the lube? Yeah. Uh, for a free lube job. Yeah, got to include that. Uh, 
<laughs> no, just I mean, listen. This is the Taylor house. This is <laughs> there's the no secret that they fuck. Dirty things happen in this house. <laughs> um, so she reaches, uh, or she points to the fridge and points out her psych test that she got an A on. Yes, very uh, proud of and that. Grabs the the lube coupon uh, to hand to him, but the lupon as we call it. <laughs> uh, Want to point out here, um, Tim doesn't ever say anything about her test or her A. No, I guess he doesn't. I don't know. I was still, I'm still coasting high on the good feels from the previous okay, episode. Fair, so fair. I was just, I was just I'm not going to bring a sound. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, don't bring me down, uh, Proust. Tim is uh, engaged in the garage with Bert, um, who is, uh, if you remember, a recurring character uh, from last season. Yeah. Uh, from I think your favorite episode yes the one with the dance floor yeah uh, uh, cannot remember the name of that one <laughs> he waxes up the dance floor and, and so this is and Bert is there because Randy is hanging out with uh, his Michelle. girlfriend Michelle mm-hmm. and uh, it's my party yes that's that's the one um, and well okay so so Michelle is coming over her dad is gonna drop her off and then help uh, Tim out with the hot rod yeah Jill is talking to Randy as as Tim has gone off into the garage to get ready for Michelle's dad, Bert. And Jill is saying, like, oh, you know, Michelle's been over a lot. I, I just, I think she really likes you, Randy. What do you think? And Randy goes, I think I don't want to talk to my mom about this. <laughs> and he walks away, pulling out, pu- pulling the first of, of like, 7,000 cans of Cola brand cola <laughs> out of the fridge. They drink almost as though Cola brand cola had yeah. a product placement in this episode. But he pulls out this <laughs> Cola's thing. Cola's cola. Uh, yes, like beer's beer. <laughs> but he, he's walking away with this cola, and he says, we're past the age, and you can just give me a cookie, and I spill my guts. Which was which was funny, and then she's and she says, hey, you know, Mark comes in, and she says, oh hey Mark, you want a cookie? And and Mark says, no mom, I'm not, I'm not, you know, doesn't work for me. Either. <laughs> I don't want to spill my guts. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think Mark has to spill his guts about? I don't know. What I mean, what are in his guts? Well, I mean, uh, he he shoplifted last year. Oh, that's right. That was pretty big. Yeah, he doesn't have a girlfriend yet, though, that we no, know of. Maybe no. that's what's in his guts. There's so much we don't know about mm. Mark. He's the most Brad enigmatic. Had, Brad, by the time. Brad was Mark's age. Brad had had a year and a half to two year relationship. Yeah, and had been and had been brought home by the police. <laughs> Put that on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Put a two year relationship on there. That's on. That is actually very impressive. God, Jenny Sadarsky. Remember her? I do now. That was a while back. <laughs> um, man, how time the kids grow up so fast. Except they actually grow up really slowly. It feels like. Uh, so anyway, Tim is then out in the garage with Bert. No, not yet. Oh. That's uh that's next scene. Oh okay. Skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, I'm uh, just in a hurry, man. We we get a stamp transition to the theme song, but before that, we're going into JTT Junction. We're we're bringing back the the theme songs, and they make even less sense than before. That's the sound of a trolley coming around the bend. Um, I just wanted to get this out of the way at the front of the episode because I know by the end of it. I'm going to be too loopy to, to cold read. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> so uh, here we go. We're starting chapter two of Totally JTT by Michael and John. And it's been, we've learned a lot about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and we've learned that Bethlehem is apparently a town full of people who like to compliment toddlers on how good looking they are. <laughs> what else will we learn? We also learned that JTT made two important decisions as a four-year-old, uh, that he's going to become a vegetarian and that he's going to become an actor someday. Yeah. So, That's what we learned. Yeah. Uh, that brings us up to speed previously on. Uh, 
Typically, you'd say previously on at the beginning. But yeah, true. Uh, whatever. Um, I, I like to do things differently. Yeah. I'm my own man, man. You're, you're make, you made a decision when you were four years old to not do recaps <laughs> properly. Chapter two, a model child. Oh. When Jonathan was four and a half. Wow. <laughs> we're really getting granular in this book. They're not leaving a second un- uncovered. <laughs> he and his family moved to a suburb of Sacramento, California. Oh, boy. Let's learn everything about this suburb of Sacramento, <laughs> California. Census data. Here we go. And again, I'm excerpting this, excerpting this uh, so it's not in its entirety. Um, picking up and moving an entire family is never easy, but Jonathan, uh, but Jonathan's clan actually looked forward to making new friends and putting down roots in this clean, growing city. Hmm. In 1986, when Jonathan's family moved there, many of the surrounding suburbs of Sacramento were new and filled with young families. Houses were spacious with wide lawns. Really? <laughs> Driveways. More than, uh, more often than not, were dotted with basketball hoops and two-wheelers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Neighborhoods seemed pristine compared with Bethlehem. Just perfect for bringing up two boys. <laughs> no, okay. Now what about now what about the homeowners association bylaws? I can't say that, but the school they... system was well, well regarded. <laughs> And most parents were quite active and involved in the education of their children. But, but what about the income tax base? I mean, how how was how was funding provided for the middle schools versus the high schools? Was it a per pupil thing, or was it just kind of a flat rate at the beginning of the year? Was there a, were there school bond measures that, that had been passed recently? Well, let's find out. Wait, what was the partisan makeup of the city council? <laughs> this John- is crucial to knowing about JTT. <laughs> Jonathan and his attentive, well-educated, involved parents fit in perfectly and before long the family had settled in period <laughs> settled in <laughs> it was just oh you give me blue balls there man the, settled in what the settled end of the what? sentence came a lot sooner than i thought <laughs> uh steven and claudine who continued who continued, continued in continued in continued in social work uh were in their new jobs joel and jonathan adapted quickly to their new lives and schools both boys were extremely active and had natural grace and athletic ability. Soccer was one of the first organized sports that they played. Jonathan, who remembers sitting on the sidelines watching his big brother play, got his chance when he was just five years old to join a team in the neighborhood kitty league. Wow. They're really, really padding this out. <laughs> oh my god. We're, we're almost done with uh, this part. Speedy. Focused and competitive, <laughs> Jonathan was a natural from the get-go. Once he learned the rules, he could play either offense or defense with equal agility. He was quickly recognized as one of the team's star players. Star player. <laughs> Thank you. I, I wasn't going to let you get away with that, Landon. I'm sorry. I have to take you down a peg. Uh, but Jonathan wasn't a show-off. Generous on the field, outgoing and chatty, he made many friends on his team. One last paragraph. Here we go. Soccer became a big part of his young life. Aside from learning the basics of a sport that would stay with him, Jonathan also learned something else of value. He got experience in taking direction, following the instruction of a coach or manager. It was the skill that would become handy in situations far from a soccer field. Uh, I am, ah, wow. There is so much to react to in this book. Again, this is an unauthorized biography. Someone <laughs> uh-huh. just like someone going re- like going through the trash outside the Thomas's home, the Taylor <laughs> Thomas's home. Uh, 
I read a biography recently about an, uh, about the artist Caravaggio, who I did a Gruntwork Nights episode about, that was largely constructed from, like, painstaking research into, like, you know, personal journals and letters and diaries and court records from when he was alive. That, and that, like, from this, this art historian pieced together sort of a sketch of this portrait of the artist as a young man. And, but at no point did they tell me about, like, what he learned on a youth sports team. <laughs> or, like, actually, I guess they spend a fair amount of time describing what the neighborhood he grew up in looked like. But I also have a better frame of reference for what, like, a suburban neighborhood is. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm just, wow, I'm just, I don't know. I'm learning so much about JTT. Well, put yourself in the shoes of a young adolescent teenager, uh, teenage girl. Mm. What, uh, uh, I mean, are these details pertinent to your uh, I, I, blossoming I, hormones? I absolutely want to know how many lawns there were in the neighborhood where my heartthrob grew up. <laughs> the lawn of the person who you have a crush on is the most sensual part of them. I don't know if you're aware. I, I'm curious about this. I'm just going to pontificate, and you can edit this out if you need to. Um, Always a good way to start. When I look at the the kind of crushes, the, the you know these sorts of crushes that I had growing up mm-hmm. uh, versus like the the girl version i hate to draw these kind of gender lines but yeah but there are because men are disgusting that's kind of what i was getting to is that from just talking to my female friends about their crushes growing up they seem very detail oriented they want to know every single little bit of everything whereas uh for me it was very much i like I like what Sandra Bullock looks like. Yeah. I'm going to put her on my ceiling. <laughs> I'd be like, fl- flipping through like, okay, was there, like I look at the index, bo- boobs, boobs, bo- bo- not in there. God damn this book. Um, yeah. That's... Well, we're only on chapter two. We don't know if it's going to go into JTT's boobs or uh, not. <laughs> well, look at the index. You can, we can cut this uh, segment if it gets, if it okay. gets bad. Um, wow. Okay. Well, that's uh, always always an invigorating trip to JTT Junction. Yes. I learned so much about the communities that he's lived in. Thus concludes Chapter 2, Part 1 of JTT Junction. Please remove the tape and flip it over. <laughs> Randy, go do your homework. <laughs> little callback action. Callback action. Callback action there. Uh, let's, let's take the trolley back to this episode. Yep. Yep, where we are going into the theme song. I, I just I have one question about the theme song. See, like Columbo. Just, uh, just one more thing. Just, about uh, yeah, just, one just, more uh, thing there. So you, so you said that the steamroller crashed through the fence? Oh, yeah, very good. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, outside of all of the kids just being extremely older than they appear yeah. uh, in the theme song these days, um, when the kids are in the video game world, they're kind of pixelated Yes, uh, to make it look like they're part of that world. My question is, for the rest of the theme song, there's this kind of grainy quality to it. Uh, is it meant to look like paper? What do you What do you make of that? For the everything except the video game section? Yeah. I think it's supposed to look like blueprints and like stuff kind of being laid out under staying construction. Staying with what yeah. we've seen in previous things? Because like, okay. the house is kind of under construction in parts of it, and yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a thematic deal. Okay. I haven't got a better interdimensional portal. <laughs> I wasn't response. looking for that. I was Good. just looking for an answer. You won't find one. Uh, well, okay. We get our theme song uh, to the living room where Randy and Michelle are eating Jello on the couch. <laughs> that's that's what all the kids are doing these days. <laughs> Jello on the couch. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Uh, Randy and Michelle are holding Jello on the couch. Yeah, they holding are it not tightly. eating it. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about how embarrassing their parents are yes. because of I don't know, just I kind of kind of just some shots in there about how oh yeah, you know, the um 
Jill was was driving around singing doo wah diddy diddy dum diddy do, and yeah. that was some song from the '30s when she was a kid. I had a the vivid uh, flashback to being a, a child watching this on broadcast television really? at that moment because <clears throat> growing up. Uh, as I think it's pretty common, you listen to your parents' music until you, you know, kind of come into your own. Or until you're 31 and you just keep doing it because <laughs> you didn't, you didn't individualize properly from your parents. Not Individuate. Experience. Individuate. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I listened to my parents. So Do What Diddy, you know, was a hit. I loved the song and, yeah. you know, it was like, I was always excited when it came on the radio. Uh, and so when Randy... Someone my age on TV was telling me that wasn't hip. I immediately got like broke into a cold sweat. Kind of, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I, I need to find my own way in life here. You you took you took your your LP of it out back and like while crying set it on fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, JTT. And the next week I discovered Weezer. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, and they were big fans of Buddy Holly, so it all kind of comes back around, even though oh my we God, you're right. didn't do that song. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, little music criticism from from uh, Randy of yeah. the of the uh, Queen of Pop or the Princess of Pop, <laughs> High Priestess, of the Pop. High Priestess of Pop. Uh, and Michelle's like, yeah, well, you know, uh, you remember the dance last year with the woman doing the chicken dance with the principal? Yeah. And Randy's like, oh, that was your mom? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I think there's a little ageism going on here. Like, uh, old people having fun with uh, with music, let, let them have their thing. Okay, old people should be able to have fun with music. They shouldn't do it when their kids are around. Like, they know exactly <laughs> Listen, what's we didn't happen. get the details about this. Maybe uh, her mom and the principal were having a private moment in a different room, and someone just happened to stumble in on it it became an incident uh even though they didn't intend it to and then it got spread around the school because it's you know middle school i know uh, what no wonder their marriage is in trouble it really didn't need the extra push that jill gives it in this exactly. episode um well look we could we could pick this apart as much as we want the point is yeah. jill and i want to some more so oh. i <laughs> god you're just, just you're you're oh man if you're playing the guitar you'd be finger picking right now so uh uh uh, uh jill Comes down, actually singing the song that Randy was making fun of her of. Yeah, uh, Randy and Michelle tell her they're going to the mall. They yeah. exit. Uh, she goes into the garage. Well, uh, not quite. We cut to the garage before she enters, and uh, in there, Bert and Tim are working on the hot rod. Yes. Now, I found it kind of interesting that they brought Michelle and Bert back from last season. It's one thing to bring them back in the same season, but to bring them back in another season, like, that's kind of commitment to your past and i really enjoy that and appreciate that yeah they were they were like oh this works that tim would become friends with the father of randy's girlfriend yeah like, yeah it kind of builds the world out yeah exactly and to remind you that actor's name is mark l taylor yeah oh yes also <laughs> i think that's the real reason he kept getting a job uh also i just to interject uh, another tangent because that's what i'm known for um recently got disney plus oh yes and uh because you love disney so much <laughs> i do like disney yeah okay I mean, did you see my Disney collection down here? Uh, yeah, let's see. No Noises Off, A Star is Born, <laughs> uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Land and What? <laughs> um, I recently got Disney Plus, and I hadn't seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in, I don't know, 25 years, yeah. maybe more. Yeah. Um, and so I was just kind of curious, and I decided to put it on. And uh, Rick Moranis is on it, but Mark L. Taylor is also in this movie. Really? Which is what this connective tissue is but then it got me thinking while i was watching it as soon as i saw him i'm like oh the guy from home improvement i'm like oh. if they had made honey i shrunk the kids five years later tim allen would have been cast as 
the Rick Moranis part. And it, you know, honestly, it makes sense because uh, Home Improvement they've got the uh, they've got the shrink ray. Oh, they got the shrink ray. Yeah, to to shrink themselves yeah, down. Into the yeah, yeah. Weird that that hasn't come back. There are so many other episodes <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> well, we still have three and a half seasons. I guess we do. Uh, honey, I shrunk the Tim. Um, but so yeah, Tim and uh, Tim and Bert are working on the car yeah. and they're chatting about it. And Bert is explaining how glad he is to be able to come over and work with Tim because right now uh, his wife Dana's in-laws are over and they do not get along. And well, Dana's in-laws would be his parents. Well, I mean, no, I mean, they're oh, they're his in-laws. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's it. The, semantics. His, yes. Semantics. Thank you. Let's let's just let's just get this bog this down more. It's like nice and slow. Listen, you pick apart my JTT cold read. Oh God. Okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted a little bit more information about Sacramento suburbs. Uh, so they uh, they're talking. He's talking about how his in-laws are so annoying and how they're always his, fighting yeah. with his you know with his wife. And it, his wife is essentially crazy. He uses the term. Yeah. Uh, whenever they're in town. Yeah. And, trying to always appease them. Yeah. And Tim Tim is saying, oh, yeah, the same thing happens with Jill whenever her family's here. He naturally says this right as Jill is walking in and <laughs> yeah. she hears the whole thing. But but the plot of this episode isn't Jill getting mad at Tim for talking about her. Oh, no. Yeah. Jill laughs this one off. But instead, she listens to Bert and starts talking to Bert some more about what's going on with his wife and yeah. how... Oh, she's always trying to uh, always trying to impress her dad, and will do anything to try and get her dad's approval. And Jill just starts kind of mouthing off and saying like, "Oh, well, it sounds like she's having trouble individuating. Is she a is she a an only child by any chance?" Yeah, and this all percolates uh, in in you know uh, Bert's ears, yeah. and he like immediately loses interest in the car, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, give me more information. I want to talk about this." Yeah, and uh, and so he basically you know, he he does the thing. He takes his oil rag. And he tosses it back to Tim and hits Tim right in the face with it. Yeah. Mind you, Tim this whole time has been saying, like, Jill, don't, d- no, don't Just do don't this. Get involved, Just don't yeah. get involved. Don't get involved. Um, I do want to point out an amazing joke. Uh, Tim's like, just, you know, forget it, Jill. We have a big block to put in. Yeah. And uh, Jill's like, well, you know, uh, if that big, if that suspension was in denial, I would say uh, it has a big block to work through. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's like multiples of the, like this is like the second or third time this is used in this episode where, she, where like she tells the joke nobody laughs she says that would have killed in psychology class and Tim says and yet here in the garage death <laughs> um, but yeah. Bert Bert is uh, extremely interested in what Jill has to say follows her into the kitchen where uh, unlike Randy unlike Mark um, she wins him over with a cookie. Yes. She, yeah. Yeah. He wants to talk more and like her last l- words to him before we cut are just like, you want a cookie? <laughs> Which is again, like the, this is exa- the bit with the, uh, the joke about the engine block and that that would have called in the running gag with that would have killed in, in psychology class, the whole, you want a cookie thing. That is the kind of writing that I've been wanting to see from this show for so long. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like you pick, you establish a bit, and then you keep revisiting the bit and recontextualize. Yeah. I just, I like that. It's just like a good running gag. Yeah, I agreed. Like that they're that they're making making hay out of all of their bits. Uh, we cut to the dining room where Mark is doing homework, and Brad bursts in angry about not being popular in high school. Yeah. Um, question. Yeah. What does this have to do with anything? It doesn't. I was because I had completely forgotten this scene until you talked about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah," because that leads to. 
Nothing. <laughs> it goes Nothing nowhere. happens from that. I'm hoping that it becomes a, a, a Brad episode uh, down the line here. I mean, they're already kind of, like, they're kind of trying to serialize it more with the drama on Tool Time about Al maybe getting fired if they don't do well yeah, in the new market. Right. So maybe Which is an interesting uh, take. Yeah. yeah. So they might, be, they might be trying to put that take on Brad. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, we get a ding-dong at the door. Yeah. Uh, Jill's home also, by the way. Uh, but the ding-dong is Dana. Uh, she don't call her a ding dong. Ding dong that Dana is, is what she's credited as. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just kidding. My, her, remember how remember how kids used to play ding dong Dana in suburban <laughs> neighborhoods. Uh, Dana is um, the mother of Michelle and mm. the wife of Bert. Yeah, she's come over to pick up Bert to go pick up Michelle to go get dinner with yeah. her parents. Yeah. Now, do you know what that means? That means it's time for a conflict actor corner conflict actor yeah because there's conflict between her and her husband in a second here oh okay oh or do you mean a, some other kind of actor corner it is a character actor corner oh i've heard of these types of corners <laughs> tell me more tell me more i might be willing to buy one today she is mainly a tv actress what's, um, what's her name nancy young blunt okay young blunt 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 b-l-u-t blunt 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 uh, Paul Blutt, mall cop. She was uh, kind of infamous during this uh, this era. Yeah. With uh, an episode of Murphy Brown. Ooh. With an episode of Doogie Howser, MD. Ooh, wow. Uh, All an the episode of The Wonder Years. A two-part episode of Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Home Improvement, Star Trek, Voyager. Oh. Uh, and Deep Space Nine. She plays two different characters. Now, this is always an indication. I'll give you a double indication. Uh, she was on CSI, not NCS, uh, not NCIS. And not NCSI. Or whatever the fucking acronyms are. Uh, she was on CSI, and she was on Law & Order. Yes, she was on ER. She was not, not on ER. Wait, so she was on ER. She was on ER. Holy shit, this is two in a row. <laughs> okay. Uh, in fact, she was on an early episode of ER in Ooh. 1995. So, Ooh, getting um, right into the source. Back to back with Home Improvement um, was her episode of ER. Okay, okay. So it makes it easier for you to visualize what she looked like on ER. I'm, I've already kind of forgotten what she looked like on this show, <laughs> but... It's basically what she looks like on the show with a gaping head wound. Oh, she was injured? Oh, that's no, too I bad. No, I don't know. I, I've never seen that. Oh, okay. Or a lab coat. <laughs> One or the other. Uh, wow, all right. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay, well, good. I'm so glad that we finally have a uh, have a character actor on here who's been on, uh, been on ER. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Youngblood. So let's go back to the episode where Nancy, uh, playing Dana, Ding Dong Dana, has just came in uh, to pick up Bert. Yes, uh, she comes in and uh, goes into the garage to uh, collect Bert and says, you know, everything we've already established about her, that, oh, we need to get going, we need to pick up Michelle and um, and go meet my parents for dinner, the early bird special, and Bert is grousing how he gets near the same joke every time about how it's, oh, early Bert special. Uh, and so he kind of, he kind of is snarky about this and basically and says you know that he that he doesn't want to go or make some you know he's, he's talking shit about it she's kind he, of yeah he's throwing the terminology that he learned from jill at her yeah which does not go over well yeah it's just like oh yeah we'll just you know i don't know why i have to waste maybe just because you haven't individualized or individuated from your from your father and then she's like what what does that even mean he says well jill told me all about it 
So I feel like Bert went to the Mark school of just completely <laughs> ratting out everyone around you. Well, his name is Mark, Mark L. Taylor. Taylor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it, it comes through in the performance, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. and, but this becomes one of the funniest moments that I've seen on the show so far as they as it's kind of this weird Mexican standoff. Uh, is that a term that we can still use? Yeah, I, I think you can call it a Michigan standoff. A Michigan standoff, great. Uh, where they're fighting, but then they both turn their guns on Jill, and Jill is left kind of going, eh, ooh, uh, uh, and Tim, standing next to her, is just making this face like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, it's the, it's like everything that Tim knew was going to happen and didn't want to have happen. Like, cause yeah. Bert is saying, like, well, you know, of course I trust her. She's a, she's in a, she's in a com. I sorry, I heard that for a second. I was like, where's that coming from? It's like she, <laughs> I'm a ventriloquist. She she's an accomplished psychologist, you know, and 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 is a pro and an expert. And Jill is kind of like, oh. well, well, um, and she's not. I wouldn't exactly call myself that. And they said, well, what would you call yourself? And there's this very long collar pull, and it's like, um. I'd call myself a psychology student, and they both uh, they both just like they are both still angry at each other yeah. and march out fighting, but they're also angry at Jill now too <laughs> for for sticking her nose in this. Yes. And uh, Tim is uh, Tim just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> Tim and, Tim is not responsible for this getting fucked up this time. Yeah, I know. And Tim's Tim's reaction through that whole interaction was so funny to me. Yeah, and yeah. really, I think shows how gifted of a comedic performer he can be yeah yeah when he can support what else is happening in the scene yeah this is much more a jill episode than a tim episode. oh of course and he, does, yeah. and he does a pretty good job supporting here yeah yeah uh we cut to the kitchen where tim and jill discuss what happened yes and jill is saying how you know i was trying to open the lines of communication and tim says well communication is always a bad thing <laughs> and uh by the way in this scene they're drinking col- colas brand colas um <laughs> And, you know, Jill's saying, I'm sure, you know what, they were just having a fight when they left. I'm sure it'll be fine. Randy gets home from the mall with Michelle and says, yeah, you know, when Michelle's parents showed up, they were having a huge fight. Like, they were, like, she was yelling, like, I don't know why I married you to him. And it was right there in the middle of the food court, and the falafel guy had to restrain Michelle's mom. Like, <laughs> and, and Tim says something like, oh, but but it seemed like they were communicating openly, though. <laughs> um, See, and but the, the way he delivered that line, though, was the first of, like, genuine contempt that he was showing for what Jill is doing or, you know, like where he wasn't, there was no kind of, the edges weren't softened. It was, maybe I don't, you know, maybe I'm asking to have my jokes delivered to me with, uh, you know, a doily, uh, a doily and and a, and a little silver ramekin full of, uh, other stuff. I don't know. I think that, like I agree, like it got into the just prickly, nasty, yeah, nasty prickly Tim territory that we don't like. But uh, I don't know. I didn't. I guess it didn't. I was more forgiving of it because I just got through laughing my ass off at him. So yeah, yeah. Somehow I just I'm just giving him a pass for these at yeah. this point. He has sufficiently uh, set the curve that I'm grading against. <laughs> uh, but that was a pretty short scene. We get a cookie transition to the backyard where Wilson is fencing. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Wilson is. Fencing. I don't know how the joke didn't get made. <laughs> like Jill says, even oh Wilson, I know you're into fencing, and there could have been like fencing. It could have been like, well, well, lady neighbor, I may maybe you've noticed I'm always behind a fence. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this fencing here, made of wood. Those are all fencing. really great jokes. Yes, is what Jill would have said had that actually happened. <laughs> uh, but he explains yeah. that uh, Judith, his girlfriend, really likes fencing yes. because it, you remember Judith. 
I remember Judith, yeah, yeah, from the finale of last season. Called Wilson's Girlfriend. Yes, and she apparently still is Wilson's yes. girlfriend. And he says that fencing puts her in the mood to parry, parry <laughs> and thrust. Parry and thrust. <laughs> A little swordplay puts her in the mood to parry and thrust. That is really explicit. That is a that is a cheers level joke right there. <laughs> that is the sort of thing. Like I could hear, hear Sam going like, "Oh well, see, maybe those flight attendants want to parry and thrust later." Or, <laughs> wait, no, wait, no, it wouldn't be flight attendants. I'm seeing a really cute fencing instructor later. She might want to parry and thrust. And he like flings the cologne out of the bottle, catches it, and smacks it onto his face. Jill uh, unloads to Wilson about Bert and Dana. Yes. Uh, and during this, well, she's starting to unload to Wilson and then Judith comes out yes. and, and Jill says, Oh, Judith, oh, I can just talk to you instead because Judith actually used to be one of her professors. Yeah. So then Wilson kind of is like, Oh, well then I guess I'll just parry and thrust by my lonesome. <laughs> I'll go squeeze my apples. No. Uh, that's, that'll get you into trouble. Um, so she it, it talks about what happened to Judith. Or, yeah. Well, she talks about what she did to Judith and Judith reminds her like, you know, I was saying like, okay, so you, how long did you wait after meeting this woman to diagnose her with uh, having all these problems with her family? And Jill said, actually, I'd never even met her. I uh, I just heard about her. And, and Judith reminds her the first you meet, then you treat. Yes. The, a rule that, that every therapist I've had has reminded me of every time I describe someone else's behavior to them <laughs> and ask them, hey, do you think it's this thing that I heard about on the internet? Uh, yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, so Judith kind of chides Jill for uh, falling down on the job mm. of, of being a psychologist and, and not doing this most basic thing, or not abiding by this most basic rule. Yeah. And then um, for how to respond, like, w- Wilson sort of made, like, quotes some, like, 5th century aphorism or whatever, saying, what? oh, well. Really? Yeah, Wilson, of all people, <laughs> saying that you should, like, uh, that see, that suggests, oh, well, once you've made a mess of a thing, the best thing's just leave well enough alone and let it yeah. fix itself on its own. But then Judith says, well, actually, the rest of that quotation actually says that the, but the nobler thing to do is to get back involved with it and try and mend the damage that you've done. And then Wilson's like, well, I was going to say that if you'd let me finish my quote. And she said, well, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. I just paused for effect. Well, the effect that it gave was the sense that you had completed your, your, your <laughs> quote. And they start having the cutest little intellectual argument. Or, in fact, they have the cutest intellectual argument, which I just summed up for you there. Uh, you did, in full. Yes, Script man is me. <laughs> That's what we've learned. <gasps> that was a big revelation. Yeah, I know. I know. It didn't come out in the last episode at all. So um, <laughs> we get a fencing transition. Yeah, they get sliced and diced. Fencing. The fence is cut away. To on location. Yes. A house for tool time that looks a lot like a house that blew up in the past. They, uh, yeah, he calls it their project house. Um, I'm wondering if... They bought it from Benny's aunt uh, after they blew it up. You'd probably have to, yeah. Uh, I mean, we saw them put it back together, so, you know, it's it's that. But uh, um, it is the same house. Yes. And it is still the house from Bewitched that oh, they yeah. blew up. Yep. Uh, and I guess that's because it's Bewitched by witches. That's why it, it cannot be destroyed by fire. <laughs> Also the fact, I guess, also the fact that they, also the fact that they fixed it, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so oh, okay, I'm there. Clench my stomach while we talk about this. Scene. I can, I can, I can, I can take the lead. Do, if do you the like. heavy lifting, please. So Tim is getting ready for the live shot out front. Al runs up holding a Tupperware with a turtle in it, mm-hmm. a turtle named Scooter. Mm-hmm. She is the turtle belonging to Al's mom, yep. and he is turtle sitting. 
and uh, Tim makes fun of him for this. Yeah. Uh, why? Which why wouldn't you? You know. And uh, so the, turtles can be left alone, Al. Why are you bringing them to I, your construction site? I know turtles like the the least attention intensive animal there is an animal that barely moves and carries a house on his back put a strawberry in his uh terrarium and, and go do your thing you keep him busy for hours <laughs> uh but he he goes and he um like they're about they're about to start shooting but then al realizes he hasn't got a tool that he needs so he hands off uh uh he hands scooter off to tim and tim puts scooter down on a board that's laid on a couple of sawhorses landon is immediately going oh no oh no I, I want to point out that this is two episodes in a row now where they've been about to shoot for tool time and Al doesn't have a crucial tool that he needs and <laughs> yeah. disaster ensues as a result. I think Al is slipping, honestly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, like... You know, listen, he's got a lot of pressure on his back trying to keep his job from Bud. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, I give him a pass. Okay, well, he needs, to, he needs to get on top of his shit, though, because Bud is watching his job performance fair, like a hawk. Fair, fair. Uh, so anyway, he runs off to get his tools. He comes back with his tools. They are, they've got, like, they've laid down a bunch of quick dry and cement, and they are now going to show how to, I guess, put, uh, cobblestones or, like, uh, or, you know, bricks, bricks into yeah, it. Yeah, sidewalk bricks. And in the process of this, Tim is using a power compactor mm. to, I guess, press down all the dirt. Yeah. Which has been, of course, he's added too much power to it. Of course. And, um... Yeah, he turns the thing on. He starts. It starts jostling him around because it has too much power. He stumbles backwards into the quick dry and cement. He knocks Al over. Al face plants. Or well, no, or he trips over. He falls onto the board. The board catapults the turtle up into the air. Al yells, "Scooter!" And then he dives headlong to try and catch Scooter face plants into the quick dry and cement and scooter lands right in front of him in That's the cement what i call a turtle in a gaff shell it's pretty good <laughs> land uh, now now al was trying to be a hero on the gaff shell but he failed because he didn't have turtle power <laughs> that's true yeah uh and also if if uh if scooter was really a ninja turtle she would have landed on her feet <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly not a ninja. We go to the vet because uh, Scooter is just caked in cement and my heart is breaking. So this is just difficult for you on an animal rights yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Not a rights level, just, but just an animal, animal welfare level. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, I mean clearly the same you know way this... when Hooch gets shot at the end of Turner, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, that's okay. That's sad too. Okay, so just on the story level of this happening to it, even knowing that no animals were harmed yeah. in the making of this home improvement. Yeah. No, that, okay. No, agreed. It's a sad thing to contemplate. But the good news I is... I mean, can you imagine being a little turtle and then you get thrown in cement and then your exit of your house is your cement... I mean, it's like Edgar Allan Poe shit. Yeah, that getting is. Getting cemented into your own home. The cask of Termontiado. <laughs> <laughs> the fall of the house of turtle. <laughs> Oh. The tell turtle heart. I was just going there. Uh, turtle tail heart might be a murder in the turtle morgue. Mask of the red turtle. Um, <laughs> and I suppose the turtle. Eleanor, but Eleanor's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the one. And scene. Okay. Uh, so they go to they go to the vet. 
Now, something that we've learned earlier about Dana, Michelle's mom, is that she is a vet. Yes. And... Happens to work at this veterinarian place. Yeah. You know, the first thing we see when we transition to the vet is a uh, English bulldog that is just lying flat on the ground yes. staring at us. And, and my immediate response was, aww. <laughs> and then uh, someone walks past and the, French bu- and the English bulldog lifts its head and watches the person go by as the camera tracks out of frame. And I was like, good training, doggo. That was really nice. I believed that. That was real. It was good acting. Uh, so Tim and Al come in. Yep. Tim is dragging his foot because it is covered in cement. Yes. Uh, Al is completely covered in cement. Yes. As is Scooter. Mm. And and Al is complaining to Tim that, that not only did he did his antics lead to all this happening, but also Tim almost killed them both because he sped the whole way getting to the uh, vet. <laughs> because of the lead foot. Yes. Or the concrete foot. The heavy foot. <laughs> um, and I would also think, Al, if you're really that concerned about Scooter, I think you'd want to get to the vet very quickly. In fact, yeah. I can see the scene in the car where Al is urging Tim to drive faster. Tim grudgingly obliges to get pulled over by a cop. The cop comes to the window... Tim is trying to keep Al under control, and Al is just holding up uh, Scooter, going like, "But look, look at Scooter, officer! You need to give us a police escort, please!" Like that is, I that scene exists yeah. in my head and is real. My scene is they're speeding, they hit a uh, concrete median, yeah, and uh, Scooter flies out of Al's hands through the windshield. Oh Jesus! Uh, across the street, lands on the asphalt. All the concrete breaks off of him, and then he slowly continues crossing the street uh, unharmed. How about Tim and Al who were in a horrible car accident? Al was fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a death-proof situation. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Um, So they're there at the... Okay, so they couldn't use that unorthodox method. That's why turtles should never buckle their seatbelts, because you're actually safer if you get flung out of the car. Um, So they're at the the vet. Yep. Uh, Dana is there. Uh, surprised to see Tim. Mm-hmm. Bert is there with Dana, trying to patch up the relationship yep. at the uh, at the vet. And in walks Jill. Yeah, and she she is there to try and talk to Dana. Yeah, and she sees Tim. Mind you, at this point, Dana, I guess, has taken uh, has taken Scooter and Al into the back room to help uh, soak her and get the uh, get the cement off. Yep. And Al is saying on the way, like, okay, she needs to have her own private room <laughs> and only the finest lettuce and she likes TV, the Ninja Turtles, if you can get them. <laughs> Which was... I, I like, I'm like. i sure as a kid I flipped out that there's yeah. a Ninja Turtles reference yeah. on my other favorite TV. Pointing at the TV, Mom! Mom! Al's <laughs> in my show! Mom! Granted, by 95, I don't believe I was still watching Ninja Turtles because it had transitioned from the cartoon into maybe a live action thing at least they were on their oh. third really bad movie so the, the, i was not into ninja turtles i think the live action movies were happening by 95 so oh yeah, yeah yeah the first one was out but that's a good one yeah and the second one is not a good one but it's still fun and the third one turtles in time oh boy secret of the ooze <laughs> secret of the ooze is the second one Ah, uh, okay so then it was turtles in time turtles in time and oh boy uh let me just make sure i'm, I'm correct here go ninja go ninja go uh you are correct yeah okay that was the but one. what movie was that from that that was from that was from turts in time right nope that was from secret, secret of the Ooze. i thought oh man okay they're fascinating <laughs> isn't it though yeah <laughs> i i excuse me vanilla isis film career is very entertaining <laughs> um okay so uh they uh jill talks to uh jill first talks to bert and then dana comes out of the back room mm-hmm. and she is Says to them that she wants to apologize. She never should have tried to diagnose them. Yada, yada, yada. Honestly, I find the perfect apology because she 
states exactly what she did wrong, apologizes for it, says it's not going to happen again, offers a solution to them, offers uh, this card. Listen, I really think you should, if you are very concerned about this, uh, go seek help. Um, here's a card. Uh, they consider it, and she's like, yeah, that's that was my former teacher. Yeah. And they just rip it up. Yeah. And, it <laughs> but we'll they find our own. Like, it seems like they're genuinely considering it. Yeah. When they hear it's her teacher, they rip it up. But they, yeah, they say we'll find someone else. So it's a very good way to like, okay, like Jill's advice has done the job. She's going to help them, but they still get a diss in on Jill for uh, doing this. <laughs> Which we, I think is earned. Oh yeah, no, totally earned, Jill. Yeah. You you fucked this one up. Yeah. You you stepped in it. And then we get an epic Jill frown transition of like, <laughs> wah, wah. and then the screen explodes. Yeah, I know this was a violent transition because <laughs> it it was such kind of a. a a low key note. And then all of a sudden all this concrete explodes out of the center of the screen. Yeah. Um, and it takes us to the garage where uh, Tim is chiseling the concrete off his shoe. Yeah. And, um, Randy comes in. Yes. He's upset that Jill intervened in Bert and, uh, Dana's marriage because now he can't get through school without saying, Oh, don't want to hang out with Randy. Cause, uh, his mom will split up your parents. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Jill, the homewrecker. And uh, Randy says, well, why does mom always have to open her big mouth? And Tim, God bless, says, hey, hey, don't you talk about your mom like that. Yes. She likes to solve problems. She doesn't want to just sit on the sidelines. Yeah. And This Rand- really won me back. If, the, if we get more of this where it's like where, you know, even if Tim can be kind of negative and angry in the episode, but mm-hmm. then he sticks up for Jill when yeah. talking to the boys when other people aren't there, like that goes so far for me. Yeah. But he says she doesn't want to sit on the sidelines, and Randy goes, uh, is there a way we can make her want to? Uh, <laughs> funny. And then Tim goes on to say that, like, helping people solve problems is a good thing, and that's the thing that she does, and talking is a good way to solve problems. Yeah. And Jill comes in, and she's like, okay, I want to talk. Yeah, and Tim goes, ah, no, 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 don't want to do that, don't want to do that. <laughs> and uh, but Jill, Jill is really good at being able to identify her own problems, and that's, I mean, well, she's granted, a therapist, I this mean. is a fictional character written by writers, so yeah. you, know, you have the benefit of that but uh, and really by that by that same metric every other character is really bad at identifying their problems because they've been written to not do that <laughs> but i i think that's so rare uh, and yeah. I, I like to see it uh, yeah because it does kind of hold up a, an ideal of psychology and you know uh, doing better in life yeah uh, and she goes you know I'm, i just get so caught up in wanting to fix things that i don't think things through and they blow up in my face yeah and randy just turns and goes well you married the right guy. He's really, really <laughs> top-notch, all-time Randy joke right there. Um, and so then she just asks, um, okay, and mind you, at this point, Jill is pulling yet another can of Cola's Cola out of the fridge. <laughs> but she's she's saying, uh, you know, asking, I just don't know, like, am I the right person to go into psychology or not? You know, I, I, um, I don't know, I just feel, I feel like I need to talk this out and figure this out. And Randy says, okay, uh, I'll grab some cookies. Dad, you grab the milk. And then he starts jumping, trying to get into the cookie cabinet, which is set up high. Yeah. And Tim goes to the fridge, and he looks at Randy and says, you grab the milk, I'll grab the cookies. <laughs> and so then it's kind of a fun moment. Randy goes to the fridge and opens it. And then Tim, even though he can clearly reach the top shelf, still starts jumping and clawing at it like he can't grab it, which was a fun moment. <laughs> it's a nice little, yeah, I don't know, this the. As I said, it kind of Tim's contempt in the the vet scene really kind of bothered me, and the way he treated Al on location kind of bothered me. But by this end scene, it kind of brought me back. Um, again, not in a problematic way, but just in a way that made me go, "Eh, okay." Yeah, I, they've done a, these two episodes have done a really good job of likable Tim. We are not impossible to please. We just want fairly simple things done. <laughs> like, well, I will forgive a lot if yeah. you just have him come around by the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, 
we cut to uh did we get the transition there no it just faded out yeah. our stinger is actually on tool time they're talking about semi-gloss and gloss paint um for the salute drip to paint <laughs> and uh but before they do that al's like okay listen guys tool time audience you guys have shown an outpouring of concern for scooter yes uh and i can't thank you enough my mom can't thank you enough scooter can't thank you enough and to say thank you he's actually here in the studio with us ah! <laughs> scooter the turtle come on down <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a montel williams thing where it's like now tim doesn't know that scooter's waiting backstage right now and he's got some strong opinions about what went down the other day now here's what i don't know what don't you know why they switched the calendar back yet again it's back to the masquerade woman i'm withdrawing my head and my limbs into my shell <laughs> A safe place where I never have to hear about transitions. Well, listen, I made such a big deal out of it last week about the confirming a theory of mine that they slid back to season three, we're using old stuff, blah, blah, blah. Every single episode has flip-flopped with this calendar. It's gone from the new Heidi pastel calendar back to the Masquerade Woman calendar Mm. and back again, and now we're back to the Masquerade Woman. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe there's just two months in the year on this show, and they keep flipping back and forth between That hasn't been true of the past. Uh, I want questions. I'm gonna get answers. Uh, okay, from who? Like, uh, I expect a full written report on my desk uh, next week when we record. Assigning it to the member of this podcast who cares the least about this subject. Yes, nice. Because you're gonna be objective. Ah, true. Okay, I'm an impartial observer. I'm like a special prosecutor. Exactly. <laughs> nice. I'll get you a full report. <laughs> It'll take 18 months and be inconclusive. Scooter comes out. Um, I was deeply afraid. That they were going to, like, dip him in paint or some sort of gap was Yeah, it seemed like it was going to happen, yeah. Like was was like, happen. yeah. I got a little nervous. Luckily, I got uh, I got my rainbows and sugar. And, and, and yeah, and so did and so did, uh, so did did Scooter, it seems like, if you consider a finger to be a rainbow and sugar. Yeah, because Tim gets his comeuppance. Uh, Tim's like, oh, did you do the Scooter? Do Crunch. Shoo, do shush. And uh, gets a little crunching noise and flails around with it on his finger. Uh, just like Ernest does with a snapping turtle on his nose, and Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> wow, are you are you in medical school? Because that's a deep cut. <laughs> um, no, but I'm a serial killer. Delivered with the <laughs> utmost seriousness and the coldest, iciest of stares. Um, yeah, so that happens, and then the episode's over. Uh, honestly yeah that's the episode the episode ends there um, we we get to some outtakes of um jill not being able to remember bert's name but more importantly because they're so rare wilson flubs a line yeah i know he's normally he normally brings brings it all but yeah. uh, this time not so much uh i i really liked it and i want you know i'm not gonna get into that but uh i like when wilson flubs lines yeah period and so did Jill, because she got a, or Patricia Richardson, she got a crack out of it. It's the simple things in life. It's the simple <laughs> pleasures, you know? That brings us to the end of this episode. Um, is there anything we didn't cover that you want to? No, except for a certain subject. Huh? Hmm? Which is? The grunt the oh man i was going to switch around the 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 first letter of each of the things in the name of this segment and then i realized that it would have been kind of rough grunt <laughs> grunt count because uh, I don't want to put a C at the beginning of grunt because that would sound pretty close to some other words. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to guess. Yes. <laughs> that The th- gaunt. There were three 
grunts in this episode. You guessed properly. Hurrah! There were three. When Tim is introducing the uh, power flattener, the power compressor, he <laughs> said, yeah, that's just it. Like, I we're gonna gonna use the Binford power compressor. <laughs> and it, when he did it, I was like, oh, well, that's. Oh yeah, what a what a pleasant little thing to do. Three Which grunts brings our series season grunt count up to four, five, four or five, four, four or five at this point. Yeah, I mean not to give too much away, but yeah, wow. it's 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 low. But it's like it's really great though when he uses it now. It's almost it's it's almost like a letter from an old friend. <laughs> I'm so, I just really thought I would be so sick of the grunts at this point in the show. I didn't think that they would slowly be removing the grunts from us. Yeah, uh, it really makes us question um, our work we do here. We don't work that much, I guess. It's just, it's just. I mean, were they not valuing the work we were doing and counting the grunts that they are now giving us less grunts to count because they can't trust us with it? God, Landon, don't get into the Zen cones. The, not, not after the day I've had. Come on, I can't be clearing my mind on this shit. What's the sound of one grunt grunting? Huh? Yeah, that okay. Then you solved it. You cracked. You cracked the case, Columbo. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Okay. Well, how about that? How about that? We did that. How about that? Let's go into uh, some thank yous. Yeah, man. We want to thank our official grunt heads. Yes. Michael, Mason, TJ, Spencer, Cheyenne, Farah, and Manbach. Yes, Manbach. <laughs> it's he. Manbach is new. <laughs> Manbach is new. <laughs> He's a transfer student from wherever the hell that name comes from. <laughs> Are we talking like a bunch of Muppet babies, like introducing him into the nursery? Uh, that's basically it. Now I... No, of course. No, okay, no, man, Bach. Here's what you need to get ready for. Miss Piggy is immediately going to think that you are a challenge to Kermit. Even though you seem to be a guy, that's just how Miss Piggy rolls. Now, uh, Gonzo is probably going to like think that you're trying to fall in love with his chicken, Camilla, so yeah. look out for that. Animal is going to think you're his mom. Yeah. That's just how Animal rolls. And lastly... Fuck Scooter. Yeah, Scooter is so bad. Unless it's the turtle. Scooter the turtle in this episode is good. (laughs) Scooter on Muppet Babies, not so much. Not so much. He's going to talk to you about his computer (laughs) like he's such hot shit. Oh, okay. Well, grunt work is made possible by people like the people we just described. Uh, If you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official grunt head like the people we just discussed over at our Patreon. Yeah, because once you become a subscriber on Patreon, for as little as $1 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content, like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes. And if you decide to subscribe at one of our higher tiers, you'll also get access to our video feed of Gruntwork Nights. I don't know why anyone would want that. It's really a mystery. Every time we do it, I don't know why. (laughs) There's consistently one or two views uh, for the uh, you know handful of people that have access to it, and I'm like, I wonder which of these yeah. sickos is watching us. That's the real cu- <laughs> that's the real curiosity. Which of you fucking pervs is watching the thing wow. we give Ooh. you access to? That's a that's aggressive. Uh, you can also get periodic <laughs> gifts and a special video message from us. Yeah. Where we were much nicer than I just was calling you pervs. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm a perv, too. We're all pervs. We're like, all pervs. Let's just embrace it. You, uh, you can do all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Yes. Now, listen, guys, it's still 2019. Oh. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm just yes. saying, like, just when, when will it end, you know? God. <laughs> let's get this thing over with. But you know what that means, is that our contest is still running oh my god guys i feel like a fraud because uh while the listeners will have picked this up last week i said this all of an hour ago (laughs) 
<laughs> We're running a contest. Right, just don't no, just run with it. Right. Okay. Like it has been it has been so intense the competition thus far. <laughs> the submissions that we've gotten from people have been amazing. I can't amazing. believe how many ratings and reviews we got. Oh okay, my god, look, so many. We don't have enough fart prints. <laughs> we're running uh, a contest for ratings and reviews. How this works is if you want to be eligible for uh, one of our really, really cool Wilson um, prints by Left Sock Designs. You can go check her out on uh, Etsy at Left Sock Designs. Yeah. Or I've posted her work on our, our Twitter and Facebook uh, feeds. You can get one of these really awesome prints by leaving us a rating and review. We are uh, really encouraging people to do that between now and the end of the year. As soon as the new year rolls in, we will randomly choose one of the people that uh, have left us a rating and review and, uh, you know, provided you want to receive this print. Uh, we will send it to you. So uh, get to rating and reviewing. Yeah, just get just get it. Just get get going. And specifically do it over at Apple Podcasts. Yes. Because uh, that helps us place. really, really uh, get more exposure for other people. So Just like Shrek said, really, really. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes that will be cut out when Truman edits this. <laughs> um, th- that joke had a tire squeal to it as it came to a stop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if I had a better Shrek impression, I think that really would have driven it home. Uh, now I, I almost want to demand one from you. Stop by and say hi to us on Twitter and Instagram at GruntWorkPod. And you can find information on today's uh, show over at our website. Which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com. <laughs> and while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter uh, to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Get the Grunt Count Hint. Mm-hmm. If you prefer to, to try to guess before uh, you listen to the episode, um, as well as some exclusive trivia. Yeah. 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 I like putting together the trivia. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you, you, it brings joy to your life. A couple weeks ago, we had an episode about porta potties. Yes, we did. Oh, how we did. Uh, did I send you the trivia about porta potties? I, I don't think I saw that. No. One of the original terms for it was called Thunderbox. Actually, I think you did send me that because two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> uh, that's the the quality of trivia you Thunder get Box. from our newsletter. Uh, um, that was that was pretty good James Bond movie. <laughs> Thunderbox. Yeah, the the like not really an exotic location. The whole thing takes place in an outhouse. But hey, what are you gonna do? <laughs> that takes the whole underwater scenes to a different level that i don't want to go to oh god (laughs) let's just let's get out of this episode yeah uh until next week when we bring you another episode of home improvement i've been lana solano i'm truman caps and remember just because your mom and dad are fighting doesn't mean they love you any less or anymore true wow